Your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, joins us week in and week out. Mate, coming up on tonight's show, we're going to preview the Colts training camp coming up in a few weeks. We're going to look at the linebackers tonight, and also we're going to have a chance to catch up with Zaire Franklin after an incredible year leading the Colts in tackles last year and setting a Colts team record yes, sir. in the mix as that. But before we get to some football, Mate, how was the fourth for you? It was great. It was great. We had the All-American uh, weekend plus week here. We uh, took the kids down to the lake, did some swimming boating we did some fire pitting we saw a couple of fireworks shows uh just got back from king's island took the kids to ride some roller coasters and some rides i tell you what man we were jam-packed but uh, life is pretty good trying to squeeze it all in before training camp in a few weeks but it was a great fourth of july weekend and week how about you Hey, I used to go there as a kid, know it well, Kings Island. Props yeah, to you, Maytay, for bringing the youngsters there. But uh, get on those big roller coasters. I'm done with those, by the way. No more of those <laughs> if I ever, ever go to an amusement park. Or a fear, while, while, we're at, while we're here, a Ferris wheel. Get out of here. I have really? no... I have no time for a Ferris wheel, bro. I don't know, especially after seeing all these things that are going on at different fairs and events and you know county fairs and everything, and getting stuck upside down for three hours, and then the, you know the big beam cracking on the other one that just yeah. happened. I'm out on that. I'm gonna watch you guys have fun at that. Yeah, I'm not doing the carnival roller coasters and the carnival <laughs> Ferris wheels, but I'll do like the Navy. I'll go up on the Navy Pier. Like, give me a a solid structure. Ferris wheel and and I'm good to go there and I don't think your neck can take the roller coasters Jeffrey no, that's you're right not only can you not take him your neck can't take him either pal physically he is <laughs> unable to ride a roller coaster all right we'll get more to that like I said firework talk coming up plus we're going to talk about some Cincinnati Reds that are close to your heart we'll get that in the later of the show because that uh-huh. is one hot baseball team and I love what they're doing right now but now let's talk some football Maytay during the summer we've been previewing each position group on the Colts roster and the biggest storylines within that unit heading into training camp pass shows offensive line off the wide receiver tight ends we've done everything defensive line we're going to wrap it up a little bit here with the look at the Colts linebackers going into camp. I love this part because I'm coming out with bullets right now and I'm saying, <laughs> hey, I need some answers. I need some answers, Maytay, and that's what the Colts fans want because they're going to want to go up to Grand Park and find out these cats are humming and ready to roll and see how Anthony Richardson is doing, obviously. But let's talk about this talented linebacker core for a minute. Shaq Leonard, okay, obviously hasn't played football in a long, long time, but we know how talented he is. Is he going to be available for camp up at Westfield? Man, I I knew you were going to start there, Jeffrey. You know it. Yeah, and I think it's appropriate to start there because if you're making a list of of the top five Colts training camp storylines, this is certainly on it. And I would argue outside of Anthony Richardson and his storylines going into camp, this is probably the next biggest one because of what Leonard has been through and what he has meant to the success of this Colts defense when he's right, when he's healthy. I mean, we've seen over the years when he is relatively healthy, there's nobody on that defense that directly impacts the game more than number 53. He's an impactful player because of what he does to take the football away. I mean, he's the first player in NFL history, Jeffrey, with 10 or more picks and 15 or more forced fumbles in their first five years. And by the way, he did all of that in his first four years, which is even more remarkable. So, 
I mean, if you go back to just a couple of years ago, in 21, his last season when he was healthy, he led the NFL in takeaways. So you get the idea, right? He's a ball magnet on defense, and that directly affects the game in footballs, man. Turnovers and takeaways, that's everything. And last year, without Leonard, the Colts just weren't the same defense in creating takeaways as they were the year before. They fell off in that department drastically without him on the field. So, I mean, I guess that's just anybody's guess at this point because he's been through so much, and we still didn't see him uh, partake uh, with the team in the spring, during OTAs, in the minicamp. So this leg and this back nerve injury, it's, it's something really serious. It's really tricky. It's complicated. And you just hope for Leonard he can get back right because there's nobody that wants to be on the field helping this team by playing more than he does. But at the same time, Jeffrey, you have to think about uh, Leonard as a player, as a person. You have to think long-term about his health for the team's sake, but you also have to take into consideration, you know, his family and his long-term health, just, just as a guy, just as a father. So this is, this is certainly a huge storyline for this team. And unfortunately, you know, something we just don't have definitive answers on because he's just missed so much time and this injury has been so tricky. And we talk about the physical aspect of injuries, but the mental portion of those as well, that comes back, you know, some guys come back and they're hundred percent as far as physically goes, but their mentals aren't the same way. Are we expecting Shaq to come back full force physically as well as mentally? I mean, will he, will he be the same player you think, Mate, before the 2022 season? Well, that that's the million-dollar question. I mean, nobody knows, and I don't think we're going to know fully on that answer until he's got a few games under his belt whenever that happens. I mean, he's, again, he's been through so much physically and emotionally with this. I mean, he admitted last year that he when he was out there that he felt slow and admitted that maybe he came back a little bit too early from this injury because he felt like he wanted to play and and contribute to the team and that's that's all very natural and you know very commendable for him but that that tells you that this injury and that the surgeries that he's had are very complex because he he's been fighting this for the last few years right not few weeks or months years so not only has he missed a lot of time off the field he's missed a lot of time in Gus Bradley's defense and I'm sure Leonard has the mental game down of Bradley's defensive scheme in terms of the playbook and the X's and O's, but he just hasn't had a whole lot of reps on the field in it, right? I always allude to the fact that, I mean, time on task, that that's a really big thing. He's only played 74 snaps of football, period, mm-hmm. from January 2022 until now, all right? So think about that. That's, that's snaps total, right? So that's preseason snaps, OTA and minicamp snaps, that's practice snaps, all of that. That's 74 total snaps in the last 18 months because of this injury. So when Leonard gets back and what he looks like when he does get back on the field, Jeffrey, that remains a huge mystery for him and this football team. Yeah, for sure. Well, all eyes will be on 53. He's a fan favorite, well-respected in the in the locker room, obviously, and his voice carries uh, a long way in that locker room as far as, you know, saying to his younger teammates, especially, and the guys in the core, you know, the linebacking room and such like that. Like, when he speaks, people are listening. That's one of the team leaders out there. Even when he's not on the field, he still was very vocal. We spoke of him earlier in the show. Zaire Franklin, Mate, ridiculous last year. And I mean that in the best of ways because he is the all-time leader in tackles in a season for the Indianapolis Colts now after what he did last year. And not only that, we talked about Shaq Leonard's impact in the locker room and in the huddle as well. Zaire Franklin is a team leader. Is he going to duplicate last year? 
I think that he can. I mean, there there's no one that will rest on their laurels less than Zaire Franklin because of, you know, his mental makeup, the guy that he is, the player that he is. I mean, he's that classic example of of hard work meeting opportunity, right? Ready to play all those snaps last year and start all of those games due to Leonard's absence because of the way that he prepares and the way that he's wired. And and Franklin, I think Jeffrey has become a player that you just can't take off the field simply because of his leadership and his playmaking ability at linebacker. He's a downhill physical player. He can also cover in the passing game. And I think Franklin is the unquestioned biggest leader on this team and inside this locker room. And I think the Colts have a lot of veteran voices and good leaders on this team, Jeffrey. But the guy that everyone unanimously looks up to in that locker room is Zaire Franklin. So I think he's in store for another monster season in terms of tackles and production because it's year two for him and Gus Bradley's defense. He's got this scheme down pat. So, yes, I think Zaire Franklin is capable, has the potential to duplicate his record-setting 2022 season. Definitely one of the leaders, if not the, like you said, the most impactful leader in that that locker room's full with a lot of veterans, uh, especially with like the likes of Gardner Minshew coming in. But Zaire Franklin, woo, when he speaks, his teammates listen. Okay, no the last word right here. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis Colts. All right, more with Zaire Franklin. When we come back, we're going to be talking to this young man. Before they split for the islands, you and I were fortunate enough to catch up with the young captain. He's going to discuss his relationship with defensive coordinator Gus Bradley and why he's ready for a whole lot more in 2023. This is The Last Word, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Welcome back. We are The Last Word right here, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. My name is Gorman. We recently had a conversation with the Colts linebacker, Zaire Franklin. He talked about his journey to the NFL after starting Maytay as a seventh-round pick out of Syracuse. Yes, sir. And primarily a special teams player prior to last season, but then 2022 came, and he never left the field and set records doing it. Here's us with Zaire. No, no way. No way. That's why I tell him, I'm like, man, look, I said, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here anyway, so there's no telling how far I could take it, but no, that's just God working in my life, man. That's just that's just the blessings and, you know, me just following his plan, him just taking over and, you know, just doing what I can with the seeds he's playing it. But you got to be tough to stay in this game for as long as you have. You, have not, you didn't miss games at Syracuse. I'm sure you didn't miss games in high school. You haven't missed games in the pros. You become a starter after that. I mean, the body takes its toll as far as this this violent sport you've chosen to call your livelihood. Oh, no question, no question. But I ain't gonna lie, I like I like this. I ain't gonna lie, I do, man. And I take pride in playing in the games, man. I just I know my teammates going to depend on me. So like for me to be out there, I want them to. I want to always be a guy that they know they can hang their hat on. They always could depend on. Consistency is like my biggest thing, man. That's all I really want to do is consistently good, man. That's all I want to be. All right, Zaire Franklin joining us now. Not to go on the dark cloud of last season, but I want to talk about the learning process. Some mm-hmm. guys are gone. Gilly's gone. He's yeah. not part of this defense anymore. Yeah. How does this defense under Gus Bradley, again, mm-hmm. avoid what happened in, let's say, Dallas last year? Avoid what happened, let's say, in Minnesota last year? Mm-hmm. I think for us it's just you know coming back together as a unit, um, looking at each other, uh, spending this time together and during the offseason, during the fall, and really understanding that we're in it together. You know, I think you know sometimes at certain points last year the pressures that are kind of the season – 
um, kind of started to put a lot of strain on us, and we kind of started to pick it, pick at each other a little bit more. And you know, we start to nitpick and stuff because you know, when you want the results, you want. We're all competitors. We're all reaching for that perfection, um, and that's just kind of all the standard that we all have. So I think just getting a new season, get a chance to really refresh, getting a chance to kind of look at it and come back at it objectively. Like, look, we played a lot of great ball. You know, and it's mm-hmm. hard to feel that way when you're not getting the results that you want. Um, but that's the beauty of the offseason. You kind of get a chance to look at the season, you know, like objectively and seeing, like, what did you do good and what didn't you do good? So at this point, you know, it's all about all about just all of us looking at ourselves individually. Okay, what can we do to get better? What can we do to improve on? And coming together as a group like RK, where can we actually be elite and where can we actually take those next steps? So. You know, Zaire, you already talked about your relationship uh, the infancy of that relationship with Shane Steichen, the new mm-hmm. uh, head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And you talked mm-hmm. about the trust. Mm-hmm. The trust has to go both ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to earn your trust and vice mm-hmm. versa. The locker room has to do that with him. Mm-hmm. How long does that take or is that just an ongoing process as he now is, is the guy for the first offseason with the Colts? Well, it's funny. When uh, Gus first got here, he asked, he asked all of us, he said, do you have childlike faith or do you need to be proven you know, so, right. like do you do you, whether it is you need to and, see it, right? And I think it's got to be a lot, of, a little bit of both. Um, you know, for us, it's got you got to just believe and trust, and obviously the organization that they made the right choice. They did. They went through the whole process and they got the guy that we want. Obviously, he was a great coach. We played against him, um, so we know he's talented. We know he's capable on the field. But um, for us, it's having that trust in him and that faith in him that he's going to lead us. That's what part of um, being a great follower is trusting the leader. But then for him, you know, obviously, you know, as he continues to build and work through, you know, the head coaching experience and stuff. Is just building it with us over time and us getting to know him and him getting to know us. And, um, you know, that's just kind of how we're going to come together. Zaire Franklin is with us, linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts. And, and Jeffrey kind of talked about this at the beginning of, of the interview, but have you had a, had a chance to reflect on getting the opportunity to start for the first time, mm-hmm. going through all of the ups and downs and the chaos of last season, unfortunately having to endure the losing, but being the, the franchise leader in tackles, for a single season for the Colts, how special is that to you? I mean, it's special. It's it's so funny. I was just actually talking to Kenny about this because he just got uh, nominated to the Hall of Fame of his conference, mm-hmm. and I was telling him I'm like it's so crazy because you know we as players and athletes, all we do is focus on the next thing so much. We always just talking about how like you know it's as soon as you accomplish something, you don't even think about it. you just oh that's whatever. I'm just moving on to the next thing. Um, but I think it's important sometimes you got to watch the good and the bad. You know, I got a good play, bad bad play tape, and I think it's just important for me to watch the plays where I'm like, man, I can't believe you know it's fun to watch that's yourself do. So, hey, look at me. That's how we play. <laughs> yeah, as much as you got to watch the bad to kind of build on that. So right. I'm super thankful for last year. You know, I think, you know, it was great to obviously have that opportunity, you know, once I got the chance and making the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to me, honestly, I feel like it's just another level that I really could take it. It's another – it's a higher standard I really hold myself to. I don't know if that means breaking the record again. I don't want to <laughs> say that. But, you know, I think it's just, you know, being a player that can help this team win games, and that's really what I care about. And you broke the record from, from uh, Shaq Leonard. <laughs> Yeah, how, how much uh, junk was being thrown around late in that season? Look, it was, look, it was a little look. He actually the first one to brought it up to me. I wasn't even thinking about it. Then he was like, "Yeah, you keep going. You might." Uh, I'm like, "Bro, I wouldn't even think about it." So, but it's all good. It's water under bridge now. Maybe, maybe he'd take it back. I don't know. <laughs> can, can you believe? I mean, in all seriousness, can you believe that you're going into year number six? Oh my God, it's crazy. I'm I mean, I feel like here. you were drafted yesterday. I don't know how y'all feel, but I'm sitting around here like, bro, I can't believe it's like. 
I, now I feel like the older guy in the room. And I'm like, this is weird. It's all guys around here. I'm like, man, we this is our sixth year in here, bro. Yeah. A lot of guys came and went. A lot of lot of changes. A lot a lot of wins. A lot of losses. But you know, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for everything. Though. This guy's infectious. Seven rounders <laughs> aren't supposed to be around that long, and this gentleman has proven I belong with in the, the same NFL. team. Absolutely, yeah, indeed, you're six. Indeed. Hey, well done. Good luck at golf this offseason. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, I, I love the young man. I love it because he said, "Hey, I've got a job to do," and I'm not talking about. Maytay, I'm not talking about filling the role of, a, of an injured plague linebacker room. I'm not talking about that. He said, I got a job to do, and that's become a leader and somebody that people listen to and put him in position on the field and put him in position before practice in the locker room as well. He jumped at the chance. He didn't miss a beat on it. And like I said, one of the most uh, – when, when Zaire Franklin talks in that locker room, mm-hmm. that is undoubtedly the top leader in there, in, there, in yeah, my opinion. I mean- I mean, there's a lot of intangibles that you miss without Shaq Leonard on the field. I mean, prior to last season, we talked about the takeaway ability and just the way he was able to impact the game. But he also elevated that defense emotionally and Mm -hmm. spiritually. And the Colts needed somebody to kind of take on that role. And Zaire Franklin was that guy. I mean, there was only a handful of times where you saw Zaire Franklin on the field kind of that that Sam position, right, kind of that third linebacker in the base defense under Matt Eberflus prior to last season. And, again, it's just hard work and opportunity meeting each other and turning that into an ability where Zaire Franklin becomes one of the best linebackers in the NFL. And to your point, you know, the Colts kind of took a flyer on him coming out of the draft, a seventh-round pick. We know the probability of those guys making the team as rookies. And then here he is six years later, and he is one of the the core players on this team. I mean, Zaire Franklin has turned himself into an absolute bonafide star in Indianapolis. Absolutely. You could make a movie about that young man. We're lucky to have him, Zaire Franklin. More to come when Westfield is right around the corner, and that captain's going to be leading the charge defensively. Good stuff with Zaire. When we come back, we've got the Forum Credit Union question of the week, which is a doozy encompassing all professional sports. We're going to talk some Cincinnati Reds, and again, some more firework talk is coming. Just be ready for it. All I'm saying, I'm not saying get off my lawn, Maytay, but I'm pretty stinking close. I'm this pretty ought to be stinking good. I know close, where this is going. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty stinking close. I'm just telling you that right now. This is the last word, 93.5, The Fan. We talk Colts football every Friday on The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Welcome back to the last word, American Woman. The guess who, right there, Mayday. You go up and went back. I mean, that song's got to be forty-five years old. Oh yeah, I love not, it. Not a huge guess who fan, but certainly I'm jiving on that song this week. Of course, uh, very, very appropriate here for the July Fourth week and weekend that just kind of wrapped up. So, absolutely, that is timely. Bringing it here on the last word. Classic Matt Taylor going back to the classic rock classics. <laughs> Everything. I'm just going to call you that. Classic Matt Taylor. That's his. That's his new handle. Yeah, I'll take we that. are the last word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis. Colts. We're also brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts and proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Before we get to the Forum Credit Union question of the week, Maytay, I got two things. One of them very positive and one of them sort of negative. So I'm going to go with the positive first. Okay. I am an official, official fan 
of your Cincinnati Reds because my Detroit Tigers are going to be under, you know, another year of rebuilding. So I got to find a team to root for. And brother, I love it. I, I mean, it started a little bit before L.A. De La Cruz was called up. But watching this team led by manager David Bell, Matt McClain, Spencer Steer, the yes. list goes on and on. <laughs> this is a playoff team this year. They're division leaders right now. They're going to have that uh, division lead, I believe, going into the All-Star break. Maytay, this is your club. This That's your second city is Cincinnati. I appreciate you letting me jump on the back bandwagon but dadgummit i love watching this team they're fun they're young right, and they're right. winning ball games listen there's plenty of room on this bus jeffrey absolutely more the merrier and it's there's been a lot of a lot of lean years all of these guys jeffrey have been called up and they're all just remarkable players but even more than that they're just guys that you can get behind finally as right. a reds fan guys that you can actually root for because they seem like good guys, good human beings, great baseball players. And finally, there's a a, a core, a nucleus that you can see being around uh, in Cincinnati on this team for a four or five year run. They play a very fun, entertaining brand of baseball. They run the bases with wild abandon. Uh, they're hitting more. They they're hitting more home runs than anybody thought. They execute. They play great defense. Pitching's kind of up and down, but they're going to score four, five, six runs a night, and they're going to be in most every game. And in fact, they're winning a lot of those games, uh, close games, uh, extra inning games. I mean, they just do all the little things right. Clutch hitting. I mean, these are all things that have been foreign to Cincinnati baseball fans for a long, long time. And finally, you know, baseball in the summer, that soundtrack is back. You look forward to baseball on a daily basis, which is awesome for me because that's three hours a day where you kind of get lost in in the entertainment. It's really, really fun and exciting to have back in your life. Good for the Reds. I mentioned Ellie De La Cruz. He's already hit for the cycle. He said no to the uh, home run derby. He said, no, I've got to concentrate on getting this team winning. So I like it. Led by a young man like that and exciting, mm-hmm. like you said. I, I like when he said, I'm the fastest man in, the, in majors. I don't think anybody <laughs> could beat me. I mean, that's some swagger. No, out he's, of he's, Billy, he's Billy Hamilton that can hit the ball. That's exactly oh what God. he is. And Bro, when he's 6'5", too. Jeez. And, and the fact that he can beat out infield hits just get him on first base i mean that's that's pretty much like a double right there because he's gonna steal second i know we're talking football but we had to give some of the reds if you live in indianapolis you're either a cardinals fan or a reds fan obviously with the victory field and the indians downs there yeah but when it comes to major league fandom it is in my opinion split between cincinnati and st louis if you live in indianapolis so well done we're going to talk about them more down the road may tell one thing really quick about these fireworks okay i traveled on the fourth of july okay (laughs) okay They're still bouncing off. I still heard them earlier today. I mean, people were popping them off and stuff. But my point is this. If you go to a park and there's a show and you put your blanket on the ground or your chair and stuff, I'm all for it. It's the Joe Schmoes in the backyard. I'm done with you. I'm done with you, bro. I have so much stuff on my on my driveway from the guys in the backyard on both sides of the house and stuff that are there. It's not that I don't care about, but they're just humongous booms. They're commercial-grade fireworks. The animals, I sound like I'm 50. 54 years old. I get that right now. But bro, I mean, how long can it be? How much fun can it be for you if you're blowing this crap off in your backyard and it's just the same thing over and over again with the shower? And I'm saying the animals out there, the cats, the squirrels, the dogs and everything like that. It's like, 
Bro, get out of here. Just go to a park where they're having a professional one. Sit down there and do your things. Therefore, I am outlawing in my new 2023 <laughs> governmental <laughs> manuscript, outlawing fireworks, kind of like they do in Arizona. They don't they don't light many fireworks off in Arizona because, you know, that thing could torch up in a minute. It's so dry out there. So I'm calling for that hair, mate. I'm, I'm sorry to be a, you know, get off my lawn guy, but enough's enough. You guys just, you should, if you're going to do it, maybe you get two chances at it. Pop, pop, and then you're done. <laughs> my neighbors spent $100,000, I'm guessing, on fireworks. It started at 8 o'clock while it was still light out, and after after midnight, it was still banging. Oh, see, that's a no-go for me. That's I, what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I understand the fireworks. I like fireworks probably more than the next guy. The problem is, Jeffrey, it doesn't get dark around here until 10 o'clock Eastern time. Sure. I'm kind of with you, but you know, blow them up in a three, four-day window and then be done by like 1030. I have, yeah, I have no I mean, problem with that. Just saying that just the commercial grade boomers, dude, I don't need it, you know, right next to my window. Hey, Randy. Hey, Troy. Enough of the fireworks. All right? I'm just, talking to, <laughs> just talking to you guys about it. And like I said, sorry, I sound like get off my lawn, but enough's enough, bro. I mean, you get it will give you an hour, not four and a half hours of the same thing. OK, I'm done. I'm done. Thanks for letting me rant a little bit about the fireworks. Time uh, now for the Forum Credit for. Union. Yeah. Forum Credit Union question of the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, this covers more than football, my friend. There are six American professional sports teams that share a name with another franchise. Who are they? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, the Giants, right? There's the New York got, Giants in football. You got baseball and football. Yeah, the San Francisco Giants. Uh, there is the Cardinals. There's there a baseball that. Cardinal and the, and the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Shoot. They share a name. Share a name uh, with the Panthers. professional how about that one? I didn't think you'd get that one. That's yeah, right, the Panthers. Carolina and Florida. So that's what, three? There's three mm-hmm. more? The Rangers, Texas there Rangers, and the New York Rangers in, on hockey. There you uh, go. I'm going to need some help here after that. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 oh, football the, and yeah. hockey. The Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, that the, was I was not going to get that one. All right. And don't forget about when you're talking about NBA and, and, the, and the NHL, the Los Angeles Kings. And the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Pretty well done by you, Mate. Very good. Pretty well done. All right, visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online, post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Maytay, thanks for letting me rant a little bit about the fireworks <laughs> displays that are going on in my neighborhood. And I love talking Cincinnati Raids baseball with you, but more importantly, Westfield training camp right around the corner, brother. Yeah, anytime. That's what we're here for, Jeffrey. Summer's winding down if you're a Colts fan because training camp is on the near horizon. So you're absolutely right. More football discussion, more football conversation coming up next Friday when we do it all over again. That's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. We do it every Friday night here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. This is The Last Word. Coming up next, ESPN Radio. We'll talk to you next week. But where it's going, no one knows. And so it goes. And so it goes. And so it goes. But where it's going, no one knows.